And now, it's time once again for the show that gives glorious voice to 25 million business owners across the fruited plain. Radio Free Enterprise with Frank Felker. Hello, hello, hello. I am Frank Felker, and welcome back to Radio Free Enterprise. You know, a lot of us have a common problem, which has to do with content marketing, with blogging and and social media uh, profile maintenance and this type of thing. We all know that we need to do it. And we all know that it can have a tremendous impact on our visibility online, our, our brand, our positioning, the ability to stay top of mind with our target prospects and even our clients so that they don't forget about us when the time pops up again that it's time for them to buy whatever product or service it is that we offer. And all of us are looking for a solution to that problem, including me. And I have the opportunity today to bring someone to you, Catherine Gotthardt who I have actually hired myself to solve this problem for me, for uh, my various uh, entrepreneurial pursuits. And I thought it was important to bring Catherine to you guys so that you can find out what you can do to solve the same problem for yourself. So Catherine Goddard of uh, All Things Writing, welcome to Radio Free Enterprise. Well, thank you, Frank, and thanks for that wonderful introduction. (laughs) <laughs> well, I uh, I think it's important that, uh, you know, full disclosure and transparency, I think, is important for everybody. So there's a lot we have to talk about. Let's let's get right into it. Tell me you what we're here to talk about today is the service that you offer uh, that has to do with blog posting and social media support, uh, email marketing, the whole package of things uh, that people need in order to do just what I said, stay top of mind and maintain and increase their profile online. Tell me about the services that you offer and what types of clients you support. Sure. Well, the blogging part of it, we basically write articles that are well-researched, that are very SEO-friendly, things that will drive more traffic to the website and to the client. And the clients right now that we've had um, are in the private and the government and the nonprofit sectors. So we really get a great variety. Um, we've got CPAs, for example, who need us to translate technical information into everyday language so that they're not putting <laughs> off readers. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, same thing. We've got a HIPAA compliance consultant who comes to us for editing so that when he's putting his uh, material up on his blog, people understand it. Mm-hmm. We've got personal trainers who want to improve their image online. Uh, we've got health and wellness practitioners. They want to establish or build their credibility, and that's a real tough thing to do mm-hmm. in their situation because they're private practitioners. Uh, we've got home inspectors who don't have time or the skills to blog. And we even have other writers who don't have the time or skills to market. Man. Well, that's a pretty wide range of people, and I like the fact that you spoke to their specific challenges uh, in terms of you know trying to turn their the vernacular of their vertical industry into something that the average person can understand. It's an important uh, part of the service that you bring, Catherine, and one of the reasons why I have selected you and your company, All Things Writing, to support me is because you have sort of that special it factor where it's you're not only an excellent writer and an editor, but you get what I do and and you ask questions to find out more about what I do and who my clients are and so forth. 
Let me ask you uh, in the same vein to be, you, you spoke of blog postings that you do uh, that are well-researched and SEO friendly. How, how many, I don't remember if you mentioned how many words they are and how often you generally would generate those for a client. Okay, they're generally about 500 words so that they are Google friendly. Mm-hmm. And we generally, we advise people to blog at least once a week so that it's being consistent. Great. Okay. And now let's talk about a couple of the other uh, specific services in terms of the social uh, media platforms that you will post to people's profiles for. Please tell me which ones you support. Sure. Uh, We work on Facebook. We work on Twitter. We work on Pinterest. We work on Google+. We work on uh, LinkedIn. So when the client comes to us, we go over which social media platform might be most effective, and we go with it. So we customize that service so that it's Mm -hmm. being most effective. And how frequently do you recommend that people post to these various platforms? Oh, multiple times a day. Wow. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And, And the reason is, is that, for instance, Facebook really limits the number of people who are looking at your posts. So chances are the people who are looking at your first post are not going to be the people who see your second or third post. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you know, it's basically a wide range. In fact, we forgot one thing. What about um, email marketing? Uh, you also do that. And it's funny because when I do seminars about uh, social media, I refer to email marketing as a social media uh, platform. And in fact, the original one. And I, I believe it meets the, uh, the definition because uh, people can share it, they can forward it, they can respond to it. Um, an email message can become viral, it can be repurposed. Uh, I just, I don't think it's a stretch to refer to email marketing as not only a, a social marketing medium, but the original one. Tell me about the type of support that you offer people with email marketing. Absolutely. First and foremost, we love to repurpose blogs so that the blog posts are not just sitting on your website. So we provide newsletter services where you would get a blog post with you'd have an excerpt there with a button to read more. So again, you're reusing that blog post, but you're also driving people back to your website. Mm-hmm. Now, the good thing about this is that this is a combination inbound and outbound marketing. Mm-hmm. So we are looking at folks who might not see you online, who might not see you on social media, who might not be going to your website. And usually with emails, these are very direct contacts and very specific contacts that you are trying to get in touch with. Mm-hmm. So the market is a little bit different than what you would get online. Well, and so it sounds like you kind of have like a, a, a cycle going on there. You you mentioned inbound and outbound. In my vernacular, I would call that push and pull uh, where email is a push, you know, you're pushing it out to people and search engine optimization is more of a pull where people are out looking for some piece of information and your search engine meaty blog post that you wrote for the CPA pops up in their search results as having the answer to the question they just posed to Google. And uh, so I can see where then people, you know, they, they find you through perhaps a search engine query, and then they read the blog post on their website, and then they see, you know, click here to follow us on Facebook or fill out this form to 
subscribe to our email list and, and that kind of thing. And what you end up with is since you use each one of these different push and pull media and tactics to support the others, you end up with this cycle where everything is supporting the next thing and people end up seeing one or more of your messages in multiple media on a regular basis. Exactly. Exactly. It's integrated. And so as a result, they, it's a great uh, brand building and support uh, platform. And it's all the things <laughs> you know, that we hear all the time from all the gurus that we all need to do you know, in the today's connected world. Uh, but the thing is, how are you going to do that? So mm-hmm. let me ask you, how did you decide to begin offering these uh, services of blog, uh, blogging and social media support? Well, um, let me tell you, I had been a freelancer for about 20 years. And mm-hmm. in my freelancing, I did a lot of community writing for local newspapers. Um, I did a lot of writing and editing for actually authors. And what I kept seeing was a trend over and over. Even with writers, we had people that were making themselves look bad, quite frankly, mm. um, online and in print. And it was because of things like typos and poor grammar, spelling errors, <laughs> um, unclear messages, uh, bad tone, uh, negative tones, you know, you mm. name it. So that's really why I decided this is definitely a need that has to be addressed. So you're saying that you saw people who were doing these things that the gurus tell us we need to do, but they were doing it poorly and maybe so poorly that it was actually having the opposite effect of what they intended. Instead of making them look good, they were putting a lot of time and energy into making themselves look bad online. Precisely. Okay. And so you decided this is where you jump in. And again, uh, One of the things that I think is wonderful about you is that you're not only a writer and an editor and, you know, gifted at and skilled at those uh, tactics, but you also are a savvy marketer, somebody who asks, for example, me probing questions about exactly who I'm trying to reach, what I'm trying to tell them, what I'm trying to get them to do as a call to action response. And then on top of that, you have the technical skill to know how to post onto multiple platforms like LinkedIn and Facebook and and so forth. I just after years of just doing it every day, I'm finally getting a a certain level of facility with Facebook. But I really don't know what I'm doing on LinkedIn. And I don't think I've ever used Pinterest and Twitter still mystifies me. So this is another (laughs) reason why I'm glad to have you coming into the mix. So when. Somebody, you know, I just listed a whole range of, of things that you do and, and, and problems that people face. But when somebody like your CPA or like me uh, is made the decision that they, they want to try to gain a higher profile online with these tools, what is the biggest thing, the biggest problem they're facing, the biggest obstacle they have to overcome? Um, again, I would say misrepresenting yourself. And interestingly enough, sometimes it's not because of missing content, but there might be too much content. Mm. And what happens is you lose the readers in that too much content. You know, they're walking around in a forest kind of aimlessly. And I've seen a lot of folks misrepresent their services just because of the way that they're expressing themselves. So they're not only having an image problem, but they're having a problem communicating. And, you know, Frank, my tagline is because your writing speaks for you. And that is absolutely (laughs) true. 
you know, you're not there to defend yourself when someone is reading your writing. You're not there to explain things to them. So that's why it is just crucial that you're doing it accurately, succinctly, and clearly. You know, the, the word you used, misrepre- misrepresenting, that's easy for me to say. Um, it's a strong word. Can you give me an example of what you mean by misrepresenting themselves? Sure. Um, well, for instance, we work with massage therapists, and <laughs> some of the words that they are not allowed to use would be to cure or to treat. Um, they're not allowed to use words oh. like diseases. And so you have to be really careful about what you're saying that you can actually do. So that's one thing that we look for is to make sure that if somebody is making a claim, then that's a legitimate claim and that they're not going to get in trouble with you know, the, <laughs> the powers that be. Mm-hmm. So, so that is um, – I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say – so. Uh, you know, it's funny because I had expected that you were going to say something like, not that people uh, um, are doing this poorly, but rather that they're just not doing it at all. And so, but it seems as though what you're finding is even for people who do decide, make the commitment and put in the energy and the investment of time and treasure, they're still messing it up. <laughs> Essentially, yes. there's another good reason just forget about it and not even do it all these gurus can you know take a hike Mm -hmm. okay so how do you fix that then how do you how does somebody who's out there making the effort get this whole misrepresentation thing turned around and uh and start doing a better job of presenting themselves Um, well first of all i'd say they really have to get educated and that takes time and effort as you know Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will say, well, I really just don't have time for this entire process, but it's so crucial. So some of the things they could do, first of all, um, you could take a course. You could take a formal course. You could listen to a TED Talk or go on YouTube. Uh, if you need help with getting your posts and your tweets and your social media done, you might look at getting an intern. Uh, there's, just, there's a lot of options out there that you can try in order to improve your image and get this stuff done. Okay. And, you know, again, I can see people thinking that, uh, wow, that sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like a lot of time. And like a many things, uh, you know, I talk about in my course, the, the Customer Factory, so many people, even anything that has to do with marketing, it just makes their head hurt. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I want to go back to baking cakes or turning wrenches or whatever it is that I do. I really don't want to deal uh, with all of that stuff. So, um what would you, I mean, the, uh, is there anything that they can do to sort of shortcut this uh, and maybe just get a, like a, a skeleton? What, what would you say is the bare minimum amount that somebody needs to do if they're going to go from zero online presence of email and blogging and social and whatever? What would you say is just like the bare minimum, got to have a pulse online. This is what you got to get out on a weekly basis. Yeah, again, the blogs are really important because when you are actually posting on Facebook or on Twitter, you want to be leading people back to your website. Now, a lot of folks, again, don't have time to blog. So Mm -hmm. if they don't have time to blog, maybe they could go down to about 350 or 400 words instead of the 500 words, which is what we always recommend. Mm -hmm. And that's one way to do it. But I would say with the social media, it is imperative that they be on multiple social media platforms and that they do those well. They do it consistently. 
if you're going to schedule things on Facebook, then schedule them at the same times. That's really helpful. And you want to look at some of the, the algorithms that Facebook is using and look at your insights and find out a little bit about who's looking at what when and then adjust accordingly if you need to. Hmm. I, as I say, Facebook is the one that I've really started to burrow in on. And I initially thought it was not going to be helpful for me because my services are business to business and not so much business to consumer. But everyone is on Facebook and, and business is made up of individuals. And I have recently learned that as I've uh, done some training with uh, on Facebook topics, I think Facebook is probably the most targeted advertising medium ever created. And if I can figure out how to use it properly, it will also end up being the most effective. Uh, so I want to make sure that people don't poo-poo or, or, or uh, diminish the value, the potential value of being present on Facebook, even if they are in a business-to-business -business, uh category. Would you agree with that assessment? Oh, absolutely. You know, there's a time when Facebook used to be just for kids and mm -hmm. now the kids are not on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's not cool anymore. That's right. That's right. So it's the business owners. It's, the, you know, it's the parents, it's professionals, it's, you know, folks that um, aren't on there necessarily just for the social aspect of it, although there certainly is that aspect of it too. You know, I wanted to also maybe, especially for people who are not as savvy about things like blogging and, you know, they probably recognize the words, but doesn't really resonate exactly what they mean. I want to speak to a little bit of how you package these things. In other words, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but people don't have to buy all of these services from you. They can purchase them on an a la carte basis, like, you know, one from column A and one from column B. Is that correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that tends to make it very affordable. And it's also something where we could customize these services to the needs of the client. Okay. And so, for example, folks, uh, what Catherine will be doing for me is uh, posting on a regular basis, like a couple of times a day on Facebook uh, for a uh, for my online course. Uh, and this is another thing that's important. You don't, you know, you don't want to mix messages just as she was talking about. Uh, sometimes uh, as part of a different engagement with her, I will have her uh, supporting Radio Free Enterprise. And sometimes I will have her uh, supporting uh, digital media positioning. These are all different messages that sometimes are going to the same people, but sometimes are going to different people. And, and certainly every one of the messages has a different call to action. So you want to get very granular with the uh, level of detail of what it is, who you're speaking to and what you're asking them to do. But with that having been said, some of the messaging, depending on the uh, who she's supporting, will go Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, email messaging, blog posting, and so forth. And I will be uh, working with her on initially on an a la carte basis, and then as we ramp it up, uh, sort of a combo plate basis. But there's just any level of flexibility that you need and any level of content and engagement that you need, Catherine is the lady who can help you out. Oh, thank you. So with that in mind, Catherine, if somebody's listening to us right now and they are thinking, yeah, I want to talk to Catherine about this and see what she can do for me and my organization, what's the best way for people to connect with you? 
Sure. Uh, the two best ways probably would be, first of all, email, because I am a writer and I check emails constantly. <laughs> <laughs> and how's, what's your email address? It's services at allthingswritingllc.com. Okay, and I just want to mention all of these links will be in the show notes on the uh, blog post or podcast post page on RadioFreeEnterprise.com. So services at allthingswritingllc.com. And can people uh, connect with you by telephone? Absolutely. And that phone number is 703-530-7445. And what happens when they call? I mean, they're going to – they've got – I'm sure – they got a lot of questions, and they're probably not even sure where to start, although some people may be, wherever they're at. When they call Catherine at that number, what happens next? So I offer a free 30-minute consultation, and during that consultation, I'll ask you about your company. I'm going to ask you about what your target market is. I'm going to ask you what problems you're trying to solve so that we can work together and identify a solution. That's great. And I imagine also, as you asked me, what problems am I trying to solve for my client? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what problems do they have? And uh, again, uh, folks, this is why I thought it was important to bring um, Catherine on to Radio Free Enterprise because she really, of all the people that I've spoken with about this type of service, she just gets it. And what she's doing is combining her know how and her skill with the power of these social platforms to really bring your business's message directly to the people that need to hear it on a local basis, regional, national, global. That's the power of social media marketing. So is there any last tip that you'd like to leave us with, uh, Catherine, before we go out the door? Something somebody maybe could do this afternoon or post on, uh, on one of the social media platforms that you've seen somebody get a big boost out of? Sure, sure. Well, again, you know, make sure that you are doing the posting. Make sure that it is absolutely relevant. Make sure that you have an objective in mind. So, you know, you don't just want to go on there and post kitten pictures, although those are very cute. Um, <laughs> I think we've got enough cats on Facebook. <laughs> um, but my biggest piece of advice is even if you're just doing social media posts, you want to have at least one or two people look at your writing it's very easy for us to look over our own mistakes and to miss those and to incorporate those right into our writing. And of course those go public and we're back to the image problem again. Mm. So when you say look at your writing, you mean proofread it before you post it. Proofread it and kind of give it just a little bit of analysis. You know, is this actually saying what you intended it to say? Right. Cause it might mean something to you, but it doesn't come across that way to the average reader. Absolutely. That is good advice. Yeah, from my years and years in the printing industry, one thing I learned is you cannot proofread your own writing. Mm-hmm. It's impossible because you see what you want to see. Mm-hmm. That's great. That is a great tip to leave us with. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for being with us today on Radio Free Enterprise. Well, thank you, Frank. I appreciate it. And thank you all for listening. Until next time on Radio Free Enterprise, this is Frank Felker saying... I'll see you on the radio. You can't seem to turn a profit? Is that what's eating you, Sparky? Well, you've come to the right place. Radio Free Enterprise. Radio Free Enterprise.